Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of Years and Years. <clears throat> My name is Carmen. I'm a third year classical studies student here at King's. So this radio show works a little bit differently. So it's all about years. So each week, the theme will be a specific year, which I pick songs from, and it'll be up to you, the audience listening, to work out which year I'm playing the songs from, although this will be revealed at the beginning of the next episode. The year is typically picked by a random generator, unless I have special guests on, in which I will let them pick a year and sort of discuss why they chose this year, why they picked these songs, etc. And when it's up to me, I pick songs based on a mixture of top hits from the year and also my own personal choices based on my tastes. Along the way, I'll also be sprinkling in a mixture of historical and pop cultural facts to give you hints towards the year in question, so it's not just you listening to the music and that's all you're given. As this is my first ever radio show, there are likely to be some technical issues, so do please bear with me while I get used to the studio and the equipment. I do see we are running a little bit late, but the, the strand lift cues, as you know, Bush House is mental. So the first song that you just heard was Start Me Up by the Rolling Stones. It's from their album Tattoo You, which consists of unused recordings and song fragments, which they recorded into full songs over a two year period, with band members coming into the studio when they were available. This song was their eighth number one, but it was also their last number one hit in America. And now, while we are talking of number ones, um, I would like to discuss Bucks Fizz, Making Your Mind Up. This was the Eurovision winning song from this year, and it, um, They represented the United Kingdom, the United Kingdom won, and um, this was obviously back when the UK was semi-decent at Eurovision, although Sam Ryder's performance last year, I think, is really rejuvenating the love for the Eurovision in the UK. And also, we may even see a new golden age based on this. Sorry for the mini rant about that. Eurovision is, is something very, very dear to my heart. Um, but yeah, as I was saying, this year, Boxfizz won the contest, which was held in Dublin, after Johnny Logan's win the previous year with What's Another Year. The song shot to number one here in the UK alongside other countries such as Austria, Belgium, Denmark, Israel, the Netherlands and Spain. Here is Making Your Mind Up. See some more Bending the rules of 
So, as I said, that was Making Your Mind Up by Bucks Fizz, the Eurovision winning song from this year. Um, but now I have my first fun fact of the episode for you. <clears throat> so, in this year, the very first 24-hour music video station or channel aired in August, which was MTV, and it's been on air ever since. And while we're talking of MTV, next up, I've decided to play Duran Duran's Girls on Film. And the reason for this is because this song's music video was made before the release of MTV, and therefore it was made to be shown in nightclubs and video jukeboxes and bars, which were not subjected to broadcast regulations, unlike national channels. The BBC banned the music video due to its nudity, and MTV heavily edited a version for it to be suitable for broadcasting on their new channel. The song discusses the exploitation of fashion models and their objectification for the masses via dehumanising shoots, etc., and was written by band members who had dated models and had seen these experiences in person. Um, Yeah, so that's what I really have for you. Here is Girls on Film.
there we go i hope you enjoyed that now up next we have a song kind of similar energetic vibe we have i love rock and roll by joan jett and the black hearts the song was released in the december of this year so it was a late edition in comparison to some of the other songs and it is a cover with the original having been released in 1975 by the band called the arrows Jet saw the Arrows perform their song when she was touring in England with her previous band, The Runaways, which were best known for their hit song, Cherry Bomb. And this song was initially recorded two years prior with Steve Jones and Paul Cook from the Sex Pistols right after the dissolution of The Runaways. But then it was re-recorded in this year with Jet's band, The Black Hearts. This song represents a breakthrough in her career because she had gone from an all-female band who are underestimated and typically taken advantage of uh, to fronting her own band and having a successful career and now finally being taken seriously as a musician and an artist, especially as a woman in this sort of time period. Here is I Love Rock and Roll.
Okay, so I apologize if I've been extra loud in this first sort of half of the show. I just found out that the monitor volume had been switched up. So every time I've been talking, I'd also been playing out to the studio. So it's caught it on the microphone, me talking, plus also the sound from the monitor. Very, very sorry. If it's completely fine, then I take back my apology and everything's okay. (laughs) So next up we have the top selling single of the year. And it was also in the UK charts for five weeks. And additionally, it was also the number one single at the end of the year, having been the Christmas number one. That song is Don't You Want Me by The Human League. The vocals for the song were recorded in the studio bathrooms, according to a 2012 interview with Q magazine. And also according to NME, the synth melody accompanying the chorus was a result of a studio accident with the computer playing the, the line half a beat out of time. So yeah, as I said, hopefully audio issues fixed, but... Here is Don't You Want Me by the Human League.
So that was Don't You Want Me by The Human League, as I said, the number one hit of this year. So we're now about midway through the show, so I thought it was time to add in a few extra facts. So in this year, Ronald Reagan was inaugurated as the President of the United States on the 20th of January. In March, the first ever London Marathon took place, and in July, Prince Charles married Lady Diana, making her the Princess of Wales. China was also the first country to reach a population of over 1 billion people. So there are some little historical clues, facts, etc. for you to help you out with guessing the year, I suppose. And also just some fun bits of information so that when you find out the year in the next episode, you know, it might help in a pub quiz one day. So next up, I'm going to bring you a brilliant collaboration between some of the biggest artists of the past 50, 60 years. And of course, I'm talking about Queen and David Bowie's Under Pressure. So this was Queen's second number one hit in the UK, with Bohemian Rhapsody obviously being the the first number one hit. But there are other songs such as Killer Queen, Crazy Little Thing Would Love, We Are The Champions, and Somebody To Love only hit number two on the charts. They didn't make it to this number one spot, such as Under Pressure and Bohemian Rhapsody did. The song was later performed by Bowie and Annie Lennox in 1992 at a concert for life in Wembley, which paid tribute to Freddie Mercury with the, profit, with the profits going to aid causes. So there you go. I've given you a year, 1992, so you know it's before then somewhere, but who knows? Who knows? So this is Under Pressure. Turned away from it all, like a blind man. Sat on a fence, but it don't work. 
keep coming up with love, but it's so slashed and torn. So that was Under Pressure by Queen and David Bowie. Next up, we have Jessie's Girl by Rick Springfield. And while this song only ever hit 43 in the UK charts, it was a US number one and the only number one that Rick Springfield had ever achieved. It was also number one at the time when MTV was launched in August and the video became a favorite on the network. Um, The song is based off of Springfield's own experience with a man and his girlfriend that he met in a stained making stained glass making class in Pasadena and he was enamoured by this man's girlfriend who he didn't actually know the name of but then went on to write a song about his feelings for her Um, he was only in contact with the pair for four months as he stopped going to the class and he lost contact with them apparently the man's original name was Gary but he didn't think that it made a very good song title name uh, and it didn't really fit so he changed it to Jessie and the mystery woman's identity is still unknown to the day but he did win a Grammy for Best Male Rock Vocal Performance in this year. So clearly, even though she's a, a mystery woman, it worked out well for him in the end. This is Jessie's Girl. Jessie is a friend. Yeah, I know he's been a good friend of mine. Lately something's changed, it ain't hard to define Jesse's got himself a girl and I wanna make her mine And she's watching me with those eyes And she's loving with that body, I just know it And he's holding her in his arms late, late at night Start talking cute I wanna tell her that I love her But the point is probably moot Cause she's watching him with those eyes And she's loving him with that body I just 
was Jessie's Girl by Rick Springfield. Now, I'm going to give you another fact. This time, it's going to be a pop culture fact from this year. And we're going to discuss film. So, the highest grossing film of this year in the US was Raiders of the Lost Ark, starring Harrison Ford as the iconic Indiana Jones. This film made a box office gross of $212,220,025. Now, this film and the franchise as a whole has a very special place in my heart. I watched it a lot growing up and it brings a lot of nostalgia for me, even though Temple of Doom is, is problematic in many ways. Um, but I recently rewatched Raiders of the Lost Ark and I actually still really, really enjoyed it, even though I have definitely seen the film way too many times. Um, but I also partially blame, blame the franchise and also my obsession with horrible histories uh, for making me into the person I am today. You know, I love history, I love archaeology. I'm looking to do further studies. Yeah, I just absolutely love it and I do blame it for my obsession. Um, and also, we're now getting towards the end of the show. Well, almost the end of the show. We've got three songs left to go. So, next is another UK number one from this year and it's The Police's Every Little Thing She Does Is Magic. The song was initially written as an acoustic ballad by Sting when the band were known as Strontium 90 before they became The Police. It was the first demo that Sting had played to his bandmates, having already written the song when he moved from London to Newcastle in 1975 but it wasn't actually recorded until their fourth studio album, Ghost in the Machine. The song was tried in multiple styles, including punk, reggae, bossa nova, but this was the version that they decided on. I do hope that you will enjoy. Oh, I've tried before to 
Next up, we have uh, Edge of Seventeen by Stevie Nicks, and this is off of her first solo album, Belladonna, and it was her third single. The release of this album proved to Nicks that she had appeal outside of Fleetwood Mac and that she could make it herself as a solo artist. The song was written about the death of both her uncle and John Lennon, but the title actually came from a conversation with Tom Petty and his wife Jane, where Jane told Nicks that the couple met at the age of 17, but due to her strong Southern accent, Nicks thought that Jane said edge, not age. And the song is an incredibly personal track, which Nyx always ends her live concerts with. Now, if you heard me on Sadie's episode of Retro Hour, episode two, Girl Bosses of Rock and Roll, I think that's what it's called. I absolutely adore Stevie Nicks. We discuss Stevie Nicks. And her work is with Fleetwood Mike is incredible. However, I do agree that this is one of her best tracks. Um, so yeah, here is Edge of Seventeen. Just like the white wing dove Sings a song, sounds like she's singing Ooh, ooh, ooh Just like the white wing dove Sings a song, sounds like she's singing
and now we have made it to the end of the episode and i'm gonna end with an absolute classic uh sorry i think there was a bit of a technical issue there anyway uh we've made it to the end of the episode and i'm going to end with an absolute classic everyone knows you cannot escape the song it's catchy it's overplayed and it is also the most iconic song that glee covered due to the overwhelming six times that it was covered on the show yep six um the glee version from 2009 actually charted higher than the original and um you guessed it it's don't stop believing by journey so this is the first track from their seventh album escape and it was not their biggest chart hit but it is certainly their most famous song the song also got a boost in the late noughties due to its use in the jukebox musical rock of ages which is set on sunset boulevard which is also the location for the song itself I hope that you've had a lovely week. I hope you enjoyed. Thank you for listening. I will not be on next week, but I will be back in two weeks' time with some more music for you, some more history, pop culture trivia. But yeah, here's Don't Stop Believing. See you soon. Share